Section 6 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Doug Shepherd. A Failure of Initiative. Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Background. Part 1. This report is a story about federal, state, and local emergency response plans, and how they were or were not implemented before and after Katrina. Where there were problems, we asked why. Where even flawless execution led to unacceptable results, we returned to questioning the underlying plans. What this select committee has done is not rocket science. We have gathered facts and established timelines based on some fairly rudimentary but important questions posed to the right people in both the public and private sectors. What did you need and what did you get? Where were you in the days and hours right before, during, and after the storm? Who were you talking to? What were you doing? Does that match what you were supposed to be doing? Why or why not? In other words, the select committee has matched what was supposed to happen under federal, state, and local plans against what actually happened. Our findings emerged from this process of matching. In this lengthy background chapter, we beg your indulgence. We know that most readers do not care about acronyms or organizational charts, about authorities and capabilities, or the concepts of push versus pull. We know you simply want to know who was supposed to do what, when, and whether the job got done. And if it didn't get done, you want to know how are we going to make sure it does the next time. We provide this background on the framework for emergency management to set the stage for the story we will tell. To understand the failure of initiative, we need to first explain the tools that were available to so many. National Framework for Emergency Management General Role of FEMA Creation of DHS and FEMA's absorption into the department. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, or FEMA, was established in 1979 in an effort to consolidate many of the federal policies related to the management of emergencies, including preparedness, mitigation, disaster response, and recovery. Prior to FEMA's creation, through a mix of legislation and executive decisions, Responsibility for federal emergency assistance, as well as the types of assistance and eligibility, underwent numerous changes. For example, administrative responsibility for assistance was shifted among a variety of federal departments, agencies, and the White House. In addition, the kinds of assistance the federal government provided and the types of organizations eligible were increased a number of times by, for example, adding provisions for disaster relief to small businesses and agricultural producers. By the late 1970s, these authorities and administrative changes had developed into a complex mix of federal emergency management missions, with which state, local, and federal officials were dissatisfied, characterizing the situation as an inefficient maze of federal policies and responsible administrative entities. In 1978, Following the incident at Three Mile Island, 
President Carter proposed reorganizing many of the emergency operational and coordination functions that had become dispersed throughout the federal government. In a reorganization plan submitted to Congress, the President proposed creating FEMA FEMA, to administer many of the federal policies related to disasters, doing so based on a number of key principles. Federal authorities to anticipate, prepare for, and respond to major civil emergencies should be supervised by one official responsible to the President and given attention by other federal officials at the highest level. An effective civil defense system requires the most efficient use of all available resources, later embodied in the all-hazards approach through which civil defense capabilities would be available for any disaster regardless of cause. Whenever possible, emergency responsibilities should be extensions of the regular missions of federal, state, and local agencies, later embodied in federal response plans through which FEMA coordinates and plans the assistance other federal agencies provide, rather than providing the assistance directly. Federal intervention should be minimized by emphasizing hazard mitigation and state and local preparedness, and federal hazard mitigation activities should be closely linked with emergency preparedness and response functions. The President's reorganization plan took effect in April 1979 through two executive orders, which created FEMA and assigned the various responsibilities previously dispersed throughout a number of other agencies. These included, among others, the coordination of civil defense, civil emergency planning and federal disaster relief, federal disaster preparedness, federal flood insurance authorities, dam safety, natural and nuclear disaster warning systems, and coordination of preparedness and planning to reduce the consequences of major terrorist incidents. To meet these responsibilities, FEMA focused on 1. Enhancing the capability of state and local governments to respond to disasters. 2. Coordinating with other federal agencies that provide resources to respond to disasters. 3. Giving federal assistance directly to citizens recovering from disasters. 4. Granting financial assistance to state and local governments. and 5. Providing leadership for hazard mitigation through grants, floodplain management, and other activities. FEMA's transfer to the Department of Homeland Security and role in disaster response. In 2002, Congress created the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and placed FEMA within the new department. Specifically, the Homeland Security Act of 2002, HSA, established in DHS the Emergency Preparedness and Response, EPR, Directorate, placing FEMA, except for its terrorism preparedness functions, into EPR along with a number of additional entities and functions. For example, EPR also assumed responsibility for the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Emergency Preparedness, which manages the National Disaster Medical System, a network of federal, state, local, private sector, and civilian volunteer medical and support personnel, who augment local medical providers during disasters. In addition to these functional responsibilities, the HSA assigned to EPR responsibility for promoting the effectiveness of emergency responders, supporting the Nuclear Incident Response Team, NIRT, 
through standards, training exercises, and funding, managing, overseeing, and coordinating federal response resources, aiding disaster recovery, creating an intergovernmental national incident management system, consolidating existing federal response plans into one plan, ensuring emergency responders have interoperative communications technology, developing a coordinated strategy for public health-related activities, and using private sector resources. Federal versus State and Local Roles Poll versus Push System The federal government responds to most natural disasters when the affected state or states requests help because the disaster is of such severity and magnitude that an effective response is beyond the capability of the state and local governments. This system, in use for most disasters, providing federal assistance in response to requests of the states or local governments via the states, is often referred to as a pull system, in that it relies on states to know what they need and be able to request it from the federal government. In practice, states may make these requests before disasters strike because of the near certainty that federal assistance will be necessary after such an event, example with hurricanes, or afterwards once they have conducted preliminary damage assessments and determined that their response capabilities are overwhelmed. In either case, the resources the federal government provides in any disaster response are intended to supplement state and local government resources devoted to the ongoing disaster relief and recovery effort. In certain instances, however, the federal response may also be considered a push system in which federal assistance is provided and or moved into the affected area prior to a disaster without waiting for specific requests from the state or local governments. As discussed below, DHS's National Response Plan includes a component, the Catastrophic Incident Annex, that outlines the kinds of events that can cause damage so massive that first responders, local governments, and state governments are unable to request or pull federal assistance in the immediate aftermath of the incident, creating a situation in which pushing the federal resources might be necessary. EMAC system to supplement state and local capabilities. Prior, or in addition, to seeking assistance from the federal governments, States are set up to help each other when disasters or emergencies overwhelm their capacity. States do so through participation in the Emergency Management Assistance Compact, EMAC or EMAC, an interstate mutual aid agreement among the member states to provide assistance after disasters overwhelm the affected state's capacity. Congress approved the creation of EMAC in 1996, building on the earlier efforts of the Southern Regional Emergency Compact that Florida and 16 other states created in 1993, after experiencing dissatisfaction with the state and federal response to Hurricane Andrew in 1992. EMAC provides the legal structure for states to request assistance from one another, as well as a menu of resources, such as temporary shelters and cargo aircraft, which may be available from other member states. Importantly, this assistance can, and often does, come from participating states' National Guards. The National Emergency Management Association, the Professional Association of State Emergency Managers, administers the compact.
Federal Authorities and Capabilities When an incident overwhelms, or is likely to overwhelm, state and local resources, the Stafford Act authorizes the President, in response to a request from the Governor of the affected state, to issue two types of declarations, emergency or major disaster. Emergency Declaration The Stafford Act defines an emergency as any occasion or instance for which, in the determination of the President, federal assistance is needed to supplement state and local efforts and capabilities to save lives and to protect property and public health and safety, or to lessen or overt the threat of a catastrophe in any part of the United States. An emergency declaration is more limited in scope than a major disaster declaration. Generally, federal assistance and funding for emergencies are provided to meet a specific need or to help prevent a major disaster from occurring. Emergency assistance under such a declaration may include grants to state and local governments for debris removal, direct assistance grants to individuals and households for temporary housing and other needs, and assistance to states in distributing medicine and food. Major Disaster Declaration A major disaster can result from a hurricane, earthquake, flood, tornado, or other incident that clearly overwhelms the ability of state or local governments to respond on their own. A presidential declaration of a major disaster usually occurs after local and state governments have responded with their own resources, such as the National Guard conducted damage assessments to determine losses and recovery needs, and determined that the disaster is of such severity and magnitude that an effective response is beyond the capabilities of the state and local governments. Such a declaration sets into motion federal assistance to and support of state and local response efforts as well as long-term federal recovery programs. Principles of the National Response Plan and the National Incident Management System. Broadly speaking, the overall structure for the federal response to most disasters consists of the National Response Plan and the National Incident Management System. The President issued Homeland Security Presidential Directive, HSPD 5, in February 2003, directing DHS to develop a new plan for responding to emergencies regardless of cause. Specifically, HSPD-5 required DHS to establish a single, comprehensive approach to the management of emergency events, whether the result of terrorist attacks or large-scale natural or accidental disasters. According to DHS, the intent of this plan is to align federal coordination structures, capabilities, and resources into a unified, all-discipline and all-hazards approach. To domestic incident management. To implement HSPD-5, DHS developed the National Incident Management System, NIMS, and the National Response Plan, NRP. In short, the NRP defines what needs to be done in a large-scale emergency event, and the NIMS defines how to manage it. The NRP describes the structure and mechanisms for coordinating federal support during emergencies or exercising direct federal authority. It uses the framework of the NIMS to integrate federal government domestic prevention, protection, response, and recovery plans into a single operational plan 
for all hazards and all emergency response disciplines. The NRP describes operational procedures for federal support to state, local, and tribal emergency managers and defines situations in which federal authorities are to provide support and when federal authorities are to assume control. The NRP organizes capabilities, staffing, and equipment resources in terms of functions that are most likely to be needed during emergencies, such as communication or urban search and rescue, and spells out common processes and administrative requirements for executing the plan. DHS issued the NRP in December 2004 and used it for the first time in the preparation for and response to Hurricane Katrina. NIMS consists of six major components of a systems approach to domestic incident management. Command and management, preparedness, resource management, communications and information management, supporting technologies, and ongoing management and maintenance. According to DHS, NIMS aligns the patchwork of federal special purpose incident management and emergency response plans into an effective and efficient structure. To do so, it defines the roles and responsibilities of federal, state, and local first responders during emergencies and establishes a core set of concepts, principles, terminology, and organizational processes to enable effective, efficient, and collaborative emergency event management at all levels. The concepts, principles, and processes underlying the NIMS are intended to improve the ability of different jurisdictions and first responder disciplines to work together in various areas, such as command and communications. NIMS, according to DHS, is based on an appropriate balance of flexibility and standardization. It allows government and private entities to use an adjustable national framework to work together managing domestic incidents, no matter their cause, size, location, or complexity, and, while doing so, provides a set of standardized organizational structures to improve interoperability among jurisdictions. Beginning in federal fiscal year 2005, state and local governments were required to adopt NIMS in order to receive federal DHS preparedness grants or contracts. The NRP consists of five components. 1. The base plan describes the structure and processes of a national approach to domestic incident management that integrates the efforts and resources of federal, state, local, tribal, private sector, and non-governmental organizations. It includes planning assumptions, example, state and local capabilities may be overwhelmed, roles and responsibilities, a concept of operations, incident management actions, and instructions for maintaining and periodically updating the plan. 2. Appendices provide relevant, detailed supporting information, such as statutory authorities, and a compendium of national interagency plans. 3. Support annexes provide guidance and describe the functional processes and administrative requirements for meeting various plan objectives, such as logistics management and coordination with the private sector, including representatives of critical infrastructure resources. 4. Emergency support annexes spell out in detail 
the missions, policies, structures, and responsibilities of federal agencies for coordinating resource and programmatic support to state, local, and tribal governments, as well as other federal agencies. Each Emergency Support Function, ESF, has a coordinator with ongoing responsibilities throughout the incident, as well as one or more primary agencies responsible for accomplishing the ESF mission. Most ESFs also have support agencies responsible for assisting the primary agency or agencies. 5. Incident annexes address contingency or hazard situations requiring specialized application of the NRP for seven different types of incidents. Biological, catastrophic, cyber, food and agriculture, nuclear, radiological, oil and hazardous materials, and terrorism. Emergency Support Functions The ESFs are the primary vehicle through which the DHS directly responds to disasters and coordinates the direct responses of the other federal agencies as well as groups like the American Red Cross. For each of the 15 ESFs, DHS identifies a primary federal agency, or in one case a lead organization, the Red Cross. For most ESFs, DHS also identifies one or more support agencies. Primary agencies' responsibilities include orchestrating federal support for their ESF, managing mission assignments, and coordinating with state agencies, and executing contracts and procuring goods and services as needed. Support agencies' responsibilities include conducting operations at the request of DHS or the ESF primary agency, assisting with situation or damage assessments, and participating in training and other exercises having to do with their prevention, response, and recovery activities. The 15 ESFs and their overall purpose, primary and support agencies are as follows. Emergency Support Function 1 Transportation. Purpose? To support DHS, other federal agencies, state and local responders requiring transportation. Primary agency, the U.S. Department of Transportation. Supporting agencies, Agriculture, Forest Service, DOD, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, DHS, Interior. Emergency support function 2, Communications. Purpose? To ensure the provision of federal communication support to federal, state, local, and private sector response efforts during an incident of national significance. Supplement the National Plan for Telecommunication Support in Non-Wartime Emergencies, NTSB. Primary Agency, DHS, Information Analysis and Infrastructure Protection, National Communication System. Support Agencies, Agriculture, Forest Service, Interior, FEMA. Emergency Support Function 3, Public Works and Engineering. Purpose, to coordinate and organize the capabilities and resources of the federal government to facilitate the delivery of services, technical assistance, engineering expertise, construction management, and other support relative to the condition of or damage to public works infrastructure and facilities. The primary agency, DOD, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, during response, and FEMA, during recovery. Supporting agencies, USDA, HHS, Interior, EPA, American Red Cross. 
Emergency Support Function 4. Firefighting. Purpose, to detect and suppress fires resulting from an incident of national significance by providing personnel, equipment, and supplies in support of state, local, and tribal agencies involved in firefighting operations. The primary agency, the Department of Agriculture Forest Service. Support agencies, Commerce, DOD, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, DHS. Emergency Support Function 5, Emergency Management. Purpose, to support the overall activities of the federal government for domestic incident management by providing the core management and administrative support functions in support of NRCC, RRCC, and JFO operations. ESF-5 is the support ESF for all federal departments and agencies, from prevention to response and recovery. Primary agency, FEMA. Support agencies, none. Emergency support function 6, mass care, housing, and human services. Purpose, to support the state, regional, local, and tribal government and non-governmental efforts to address the non-medical mass care, housing, and human services needs of individuals affected by incidents of national significance. Mass care includes organizing feeding operations and coordinating bulk distribution of emergency relief items. Housing involves providing short-term and long-term assistance with housing needs. And human services includes counseling and identifying support for special needs populations. The primary agency is FEMA and American Red Cross. The support agencies Agriculture, U.S. Corps of Engineers, DHS National Disaster Medical System, and Interior. Emergency Support Function 7. Resource Support. Purpose? To assist DHS in supporting federal, state, and local agencies prior to, during, and after incidents of national significance with emergency relief supplies, facility space, office equipment, office supplies, telecommunications, and other services. The primary agency is GSA. The support agencies, DHS. Emergency Support Function 8. Public Health and Medical Services. Purpose? to provide coordinated federal assistance to supplement state and local resources in response to public health and medical care needs for incidents of national significance. Federal support can consist of assessment of public health needs, public health surveillance, medical care personnel, and medical equipment and supplies. Primary Agency, HHS. Support Agencies, DOD, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, DHS, DOT, American Red Cross. Emergency Support Function 9, Urban Search and Rescue. Purpose, to rapidly deploy the National Urban Search and Rescue, USNR, response system to provide specialized assistance to state and local authorities during an incident of national significance. USNR activities include locating and extracting victims and providing on-site medical assistance. Primary Agency, FEMA. Support Agencies, Agriculture, Forest Service, DOD, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, DHS, U.S. Coast Guard, DHS, Border and Transportation Security Directorate, DOT, USAID. Emergency Support Function 10, Oil and Hazardous Material Response. Purpose, to provide a coordinated response to actual or potential 
oil and hazardous materials discharges or releases during incidents of national significance. ESF-10 operates by placing the mechanisms of the National Oil and Hazardous Substance Pollution Contingency Plan, NCP, within the broader NRP coordination structure. The NCP describes the National Response System, an organized network of agencies, programs, and resources with authorities and responsibilities in oil and hazardous materials response. Primary Agency, EPA, DHS, U.S. Coast Guard. Support Agencies, Commerce, NOAA. Emergency Support Function 11, Agriculture and Natural Resources. Purpose, to support state, local, tribal, and other federal agencies' efforts to 1. Address the provisions of nutrition assistance, including determining needs, obtaining appropriate food supplies, and arranging for delivery of the supplies. 2. Control and eradication of disease outbreaks and plant infestations. 3. Assurance of food safety and security and 4. Protection of natural and cultural resources and historic NCH properties. Primary Agency, Department of Agriculture, Department of Interior, NCH properties. Support Agencies, DOD, American Red Cross. Emergency Support Function 12, Energy. Purpose, to restore damaged energy systems and components during a potential or actual incident of national significance. Collect, evaluate, and share information on energy system damage and estimations on the impact of energy system outages within affected areas. Primary Agency, Department of Energy. Support Agencies, Agriculture, Rural Utilities Service, Commerce, NOAA, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, DHS, Interior, Department of Labor, Department of State, EPA, Nuclear Regulatory Commission, Tennessee Valley Authority. Emergency Support Function 13, Public Safety and Security. Purpose, to provide via federal to federal support or federal support to state and local authorities a mechanism for coordinating and providing non-investigative, non-criminal law enforcement, public safety and security capabilities and resources. Primary Agency, DHS, Department of Justice. Support Agencies, Agriculture, DHS, Border and Transportation Security Directorate, DHS, Customs and Border Protection, DHS, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Interior. Emergency Support Function 14. Long-Term Community Recovery and Mitigation. Purpose, to provide a framework for federal support to enable community recovery from the long-term consequences of an incident of national significance. Primary Agency, Agriculture, Commerce, DHS, FEMA, HUD, Treasury, SBA. Support Agencies, Commerce, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Department of Energy, HHS, DHS, Interior, Department of Labor, DOT, EPA, Tennessee Valley Authority, American Red Cross. Emergency Support Function 15, External Affairs. Purpose, to provide accurate, coordinated, and timely information to affected audiences, including governments, media, the private sector, and the local populace. Primary Agency, FEMA. Support Agencies, Commerce, slash NOAA, Department of Justice, Corporation for National and Community Service.
End of section 6, recording by Doug Shepherd.